W. T. L. It's a big, hairy American window machine. If you ain't first, you're last. W. T. L. All right, nice, huh? Got a talk show here, talk show with my mic. I got everything. W. T. L. What he does is work out and performance. Get it to 85% weekend. You're a mute. W. T. L. Brings me to my next point. Don't smoke crack. And welcome back to WTL, everybody. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Gibran. What's up, boys? Oh, the parlay Connor. <laughs> we're back. We're back. Let's go. <laughs> oh man, and this is a loaded. This is a loaded episode. Yeah, we have this, all this, sorts of different things to talk about here. Yeah. We're also going to get out of our comfort zone here. Yeah, uh, I've never talked about this sport that we're going to talk about, but uh, I'm the, very excited for it. The original football. The football. original. <laughs> the most popular sport in the world. I guess. I mean, that's, come on. That's what they tell me. Not <laughs> not in Northeast Nebraska, but I guess, I, guess, I guess somewhere it is. I guess somewhere, yeah. Somewhere, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to talk soccer. We're going to talk International European Champion League, uh, maybe Premier League, World Cup. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. But we have a special guest, kind of a soccer guru, if you will. Yeah. Um, then we, I mean, we got to talk some NFL lines, uh, over-unders, futures have just come out uh, sure. recently. And of course, the NBA playoffs already off to a, a crazy start. These uh, Western <laughs> Eastern awesome. Conference Finals. Awesome. Just insane. Uh, but let's start off strong with UFC Fight Night, like we always do. This yep. is kind of one of our linchpins. We always got to talk <laughs> UFC. You know it. And this is pretty cool. Uh, the main card, the main event here is Holly Holm versus Vieira. Yep. Okay, so we got the number five contender versus the number two in Holly Holm, known as the Preacher's Daughter. <laughs> yep. Uh, both are coming off a win. However, Vieira, she's two and two her last four fights, uh, 12 and two overall. Exactly. And I mean, just a tail of tape, you have both of them at 5'8", weighing in at 136. Uh, and they have kind of similar records here. Holly Holm at 14 and 5. Yeah. Vieira at 12 and 2. What do you make of it? Well, the whole thing, everybody likes the preacher's daughter, Holly Holm, because she came on the scene, you know, fast as lightning, beating Ronda Rousey uh, yeah. when Ronda was just going nuts and submitting everybody in 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, there, the whole thing that I don't think a lot of people are talking about in this fight, that there's a 10-year age gap between these fighters. Holly Holm is 10 years older than yeah. Vieira. Um, but... The line says home is a minus two thirty favorite, which is yeah. a pretty big favorite when it comes to uh, not only UFC but w- women's UFC. They're usually pretty tighter fights than that. Um, I, I I do like the line. I think Holly Holm is the better is the better fighter here. She has a better boxing background, so that's I, her strength. I really think she can keep Vieira away from her and uh, you know knock her out if it comes to that point. That being said. Um, yeah, you're you're going to have to because of that line. You're going to have to put at least two hundred and thirty bucks on Holly Holm to right. win that hundred. Yeah, so that's um, so, so. What I would do to get value out of this play, Andy, is I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak a little parlay in there okay, real, here real early here. <laughs> um, but per fight odds, Holly Holm via decision is a fifty. 50% bet right now. So a lot of people think this is going to go the distance. Coin flip. So, so what I would do is parlay with the over four and a half rounds with Holly Holm winning by decision. Okay. So I that will give you some value there. If you put $100 on it, that will probably roughly net you about $250, which could get you out into a you know very good thing uh, to start the weekend. So, and I like that for one reason here. Both of them like to string out their fights. Yeah. Uh, Holmes' average fights last over 17 minutes. Vieira's last over 14 minutes. So they're accustomed to stringing out. And a lot of times, the undercards, it's only three rounds. Right. Okay. This is going to be five rounds. And if Holm can just keep Vieira away, because yeah. grappling is her strength. Uh, for she's sure. from Brazil. That's her gig. Uh, and Holm, you know, she, she has the kicks. She has the punches, the yeah. strikes. Uh, I think that's going to keep her at bay. And yeah, this fight could go the distance. And so, if you want to throw a little parlay action <laughs> yeah. uh, in on the main card, uh, that might be the way to go. I, I think it really is, Andy. And I just think with Holly Holm, she's trying to make one last run at this championship before she yeah. retires. She was supposed to uh, invite Juliana Pena, who is the champion right now, last year, but had a knee injury. So, I really think that she's trying to make one last run at this. 
for the championship. So here it is. And this is her chance. She's gonna. She's probably gonna beat her and then have have a chance to fight yeah. either Nunez or uh, Pena after this fight. You know, and and this is another case uh, in point for me where I feel the UFC is kind of ahead of the game. We all talk no about doubt. equality. We all talk about the NBA is the same as the NBA. Uh, is it really? Yeah. But here at UFC, Dana White is making this the main card. Yeah. I, be it, it's it's fight night. Okay. Well, it's fight night, but we just there's had, some there's yeah. some really good undercards. There's we were some just names. talking about a fight night yeah. last week where the guy was the former champion. This is another former champion, Holly Holm. Yep, yep. This will draw just as many, uh, you know, oh, watchers yeah. as Jan Blachowicz last week, just because Holly Holm literally ended Ronda Rousey's career. She did, in, in a sense. So, yeah, <laughs> like you said, no, with the with the equality stuff, there's nobody that's in front of the game like UFC, just because it's so entertaining. People like right. to see people beat each other up and <laughs> the Coliseum, with, and it's been going on for centuries. <laughs> exactly, and you know, you throw that women aspect into it, it's a lot it, of fun. It's something else. Because you know that if me or you stepped in the ring with one of these chicks, we would not be leaving walking. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't even want to go there. That, that, would, that would be ugly. Yeah, the, the, you, you could be guaranteed a KO there. Yeah, no doubt about it. I would put all my money on Holly Holm. All right, so we got into our UFC. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. Let's step away here, and then we're going to come back with Patrick Jansen, yes, sir. the world-renowned soccer phenom. I mean, if there's anything you need to know about the old football, yeah, pass the man, and we're going to give them to you coming up next. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. And welcome back to WTL, everybody. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by... Gibran. What's going on? Hey, hey, we're we're coming back with Parlay Pounder, but it's going to be a plus one here, Gibran. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking, we we said we're going to talk soccer, we're going to do it. We have to. And we got a soccer guru on our hands in studio with us here. (laughs) No no doubt. The Patrick Jansen, like Ohio State, the... The Patrick Jansen, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. That feels like a complete <laughs> overestimation of my abilities. No way. I, I no way. have been into soccer like for real for the last five years. Like you guys, I grew up in rural Nebraska. It wasn't an mm-hmm. option to play. It's not. Uh, <laughs> and so it becomes harder <laughs> to get behind it. But uh, my wife loves all things British. Okay. So that's the one sport I can get her to watch with me. There uh, we go. And I love waking up early and having sports right out of the gate when I when I can just there you grab go. the remote in bed and know that I've got a sport that I like and I follow uh, just there waiting for me. Mm-hmm. Like I can start like I can start watching things at six thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's great. And when I lived in LA, they started at four thirty, which uh, was <laughs> bordering on a little insane, even for me. Yeah, for sure. But I, I love it. I love being able to to crack open a drink, have some fried breakfast, <laughs> and go. watch sports. That's what I loved about living in California with like Husker games. Everyone complained with them being uh, at 11 a.m. out here or 9 a.m. out there. I'm like, I get to eat a breakfast burrito and watch, and watch sports. Yep. Right. It's, I love it. That's that's what I love about soccer. No, that's uh, that's crazy that you're saying that because I actually ran into some buddies of mine that are, you know, kind of picking it up. Uh, definitely not as, you know, big into it as you are, but we were out Saturday night uh, downtown Lincoln and they're like, okay, we got to meet back here at 9.30 a.m. at <laughs> McKinney's <laughs> yep. to, to watch Man City, and I was like, "What are you guys talking about?" So uh, I'm hoping this conversation with you will lead me into, you know, maybe being able to have a conversation with those guys. <laughs> and I mean, this is where's the line? So of course we're talking betting lines yeah. and where it's at. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot more opportunities to make some bread here uh, within the soccer game because you know I'm just in a hypothetical world. Let's say I open up my book right here, yeah, uh, and I'm looking at like NFL. There's basically two leagues to bet on: three USFL. NFL and college football, of course. Right. Uh, you, you flip over to basketball. You got the NBA, college basketball, and the WNBA on a very limited basis. Right. 
Soccer, I mean, I can't even count all these leagues. <laughs> the, you can just scroll up and down here. Yeah. you got multiple leagues from England, Italy, Germany. Uh, Spain, yeah. And it, it looks like it's just never-ending. we got the World <laughs> Cup coming up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's going to be a big one. And it's uh, in the fall this year because they're having it in Qatar where it's too friggin' hot in the summer uh, to have it there. So they okay. got to interrupt the domestic <laughs> leagues. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, you, you've got... The leagues, you mm-hmm. know, the the equivalent of like the NBA or the NFL. You've got the English Premier League uh, in England. You've got the the Bundesliga in Germany. You've got League One in France. You've got Serie A in Italy. You've got La Liga in Spain. You've got La Liga Mexico. Uh, <laughs> you know, there there are all these things, and then you've got the top tier in each of those countries. But yeah. then, uh, if you don't if you don't do well in those leagues. You get relegated. People can gamble on those. Okay. Uh, you you've got uh, if you do well in your uh, domestic league, you can make the Champions League. Uh, so Liverpool is one of the top teams in the English Premier League. They're taking on Real Madrid, one of the top teams from Spain, okay. in the Champions League final. Uh, within the domestic leagues, you've also got these uh, domestic cups like the FA Cup. There was the championship in that tournament uh, last weekend between Chelsea and Liverpool. <laughs> Tons of options to win trophies uh, yeah. if you're a team, and they all matter. Uh, but also tons of options to uh, lose some money too. <laughs> now win money, win, win, win money, money. We, we talk about win money. We no. talk about winning money. <laughs> yeah, that, that's absolutely crazy. Like, yeah, the first thing that I pulled up here was the the Champions League line here on Saturday. Uh, it would be at 2 p.m. for us Central Time. Um, yeah, Real Madrid versus Liverpool. I was just going to try and dive into some of these lines and see what you were thinking about it. Yeah, uh, Liverpool is is favored in this, and it looks is this played at a neutral site? I see. I know nothing about soccer. It looks like it's it's in Paris, France. So would that be a neutral site? Yeah, that's a chance. That's a uh, that's a neutral site. Okay, and they got them win- winning by half a point here, but the over under is at two and a half. For a Champions League game, would this kind of be where those usually hit at, or um, is that where the line usually would sit at? You think? So I find Champions League the the toughest to pin down okay. as far as uh, betting okay. because you have some very prolific goal scorers on these Champions League right. uh, squads. The higher goal capability, the tougher it is. To pin, to pin down. It down. Okay. Now, obviously, this is uh, a title match. They're gonna they're gonna play it pretty intensely. It's not gonna be probably as open in some cases, but Champions okay. League as a whole tends to be a little bit higher scoring than some of the domestic league matches, especially okay. like the the Premier League, which is the most physical of all of the domestic leagues. Um, so, I would probably go. With the over on yeah. that, although Carlo Ancelotti, Real uh, Real Madrid's manager, he's going to probably play it pretty conservatively. Okay, but Jurgen Klopp, the manager of Liverpool, uh, they press. They go a lot. after it. Yeah. Okay. They've got Sadio Mane. They've got Mohamed Salah. Uh, guys who can really <laughs> awesome. just. Sounds uh, like they'll be vulnerable though if they go get it and they miss. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right? You're you're weak on the back end. But see, that's the that's the thing that makes Liverpool so difficult. You think you've got a chance? They do have some very good pieces in the back that can that can cover up a lot of those holes. Yeah, and then they just spring on the counter. <laughs> um, but so. All that to say, yeah. I would probably go with the over on that, but I do think Champions League's a little bit harder to bet. A lot of Premier League matches uh, tend to be a little bit lower scoring because, like I say, it's a physical league where it gets tricky yeah. is when you're betting on some of the more dominant teams, uh, whether it be in the Premier League or the Bundesliga. Like If you're looking at Man City or Liverpool in the EPL or Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga, mm-hmm. You don't exactly know how many goals they're going to hang on yeah. a team like Watford or Norwich City. Um, with, and yeah. probably some of those lines would be a lot higher, obviously, with a probably four and a half to five and a half goal uh, over under there. And you can't really predict that. I mean, right. f- 
they have the capability. Man City hung nine on Southampton <laughs> a season or two ago, so they've got that capability. But you never want to count on yeah, like no. someone putting up yeah. three or four. That's a lot of goals in a match. Yeah. Uh, and someone could just park the bus and make it really, really sure. difficult to score. To score. Yep. Uh, so that's where soccer gets kind of difficult to bet. But, I mean, clearly... People do, yeah, uh, no yeah, doubt yeah. about it. They, they've got they they've got the the companies, the names of companies uh, <laughs> that run sports books right. on probably seventy five percent of soccer <laughs> you teams' gotta jerseys. Keep the money moving, you got to keep yeah. the money moving. They're the it, logos, and yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, Everton, the team that I root for in England, uh, they uh, they had Sport Pesa for uh, a bunch of years, which okay. is a, a gambling site. Uh, <laughs> A lot of Evertonians were disappointed by that because they loved when they had Chang beer as their sponsor. You just <laughs> oh, go yeah, to an Everton pub and be like, ah, "I want, I want Chang." I want to be Chang. Uh, yeah. Now they've got like a, a car company or like a car sales company, an online sales company. Kazoo is there. Kazoo, theirs, you know, Kazoo. where are all the kazoos? Mm. <laughs> I, I, you know, those. But mm. some of the, some of those some of those gambling websites do have pretty cool logos i'm not gonna lie there you go some of them have terrible logos though <laughs> now your your team everton though uh they're uh they're favored to win coming up here however you're not you don't feel too confident about it well so here's the thing uh i don't know how much your audience knows about soccer but in all these leagues you have the chance to win them you have the chance to be one of the top teams and go to the champions league but you also have the ability to go down uh, a league. You know, we were talking about Nebraska earlier. Yeah. Nebraska, if they had relegation, uh, <laughs> would probably one of these past years have gone down to the MAC. And if they had performed <laughs> just as poorly down there, uh, the they, they, they might be Sunbelt. Yeah, Sunbelt. Sun belt. And then yep. uh, D2. D2 yeah. And then D3. Yep. And you really. NAI. Yeah. And now yeah. you're talking GPAC. Then we're talking GPAC, baby. <laughs> yeah. You know, then maybe. You know, they're, they're trying to work their way out of the G-Pack to get back up. Yeah. Uh, but so uh, Everton really kind of is a lot like Nebraska in that they've been a traditional power for a long time. They've been top flight for over half a century okay. um, the, consecutively, uh, which is a long, long time. Right. Yeah. Uh, they've made Champions League. They've made Euro. Uh, and they just haven't had it for the last decade and a half. And now they're staring down the barrel of something that would be completely unforgivable going down uh, to that second tier. Right. Uh, so <clears throat> where they're at right now, so all these leagues, they tend to play uh, all their games the same days as right. one another, or at least the same, same weekends, yeah. roughly. Um, but uh, Everton is a game behind a lot of the, the Premier League teams. So three teams go down. Uh, out of the Premier League. Two of them have already been for sure relegated. There's one spot of relegation left and three teams left Uh-oh. who could be going down. <laughs> they could be getting regulated. Right now, Everton has an extra game yeah, in their favor and they're also a point ahead of both Burnley uh, and Leeds United. There so you, you think they're in the best position. Yeah. But if they lose this match to Crystal Palace, they then have to go on the road, play Arsenal uh, on Sunday on short rest, Things don't look great in and, that situation. And Arsenal's Arsenal looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yes, 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 yes. There you go. And I'm just looking up and down this card here. Burnley's a favorite, and so's Leeds United in their next matchup. So they're both all three teams that are looking to get that could be yeah. regulated. Relegated. Relegated. Not, this is uh, this is soccer, not Warren G. Yeah. Ah, rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I don't think so either. You Nate, Nate Dog. Dog. Nate, Nate, Dog's, Nate dead. Dog's dead. Which is part of that. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, just, most of the young guns are dead as well. <laughs> so in these next two matches, Everton needs two points. Not okay. to be confused with goals. You get one yeah. point for a tie and three points for a win. So if Everton wins against Crystal Palace, they're safe. They don't have to worry about Arsenal on Sunday. If they get a win, or excuse me, if they get a draw, they're safe for sure if they get a draw against Arsenal. Right. Uh, You don't want to count on that, though. No. Uh, But there's still hope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
their their fate is still in their hands. Yeah. Uh, in in both cases, but at some point they've got to get points and not hope that Leeds and Burnley aren't winning. Both yeah. lose on Sunday, and the way they do it on the final weekend in all these domestic leagues, is they play all the games at the same time, so you can't be like, okay, well, yeah, they, nobody's cherry picking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which I think is great. The World Cup does it that way too. In, on the final day of group play, um, but so it's it's terrifying. You mentioned the line, yeah, uh, with uh, Everton and Crystal Palace. Yep. And you were asking me earlier, uh, off air, uh, unintentionally off air. Y- yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> how I feel about that? Yeah. Um, I am worried. Now it's a, it's a home match for Everton, and Everton's yep. fans have been incredible. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just, I have a hard time thinking. So what yeah, real quick, Everton's minus one thirty. You got crystal palace with the plus three forty. That's the juice. I mean, and if yeah. you're not sure on it, I like that plus money. I always want to get plus money when I can get it. Even on the road. Even on the road. Even on the road. I mean, I, you sound you sound to me like Everton's <laughs> going to be playing it so tight, so close to the vest here. They're just trying to get a point and prolong their season. Well, no, they they want the three points because you don't want to have to rely on the draw on Sunday on Arsenal because you don't have a you you have a better a better feeling about them beating Crystal Palace, obviously, than their game against just Arsenal. Just win outright, it's, last game at home here, or one if you, last it, game at yeah, home. Yeah, if you, if you win this game against Crystal Palace, it's, it's over. You yeah. don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. But I, I've been an Everton fan just long enough to know uh, that, <laughs> that could, things aren't going to break yeah, that way. It could, it could go the other way. <laughs> now, uh, one you know kind of crazy thing that I've seen, you know, don't bet a lot of soccer, don't know much about soccer, is I've seen a lot of people throw money on these draws. Yeah. Now, does that happen uh, a lot, or is that kind of a rare thing? I, I, I would just want to know not being as big a soccer fan as some people. If anything, a draw is about the most common thing okay. possible. So really? my that's uh, interesting. I've tried to get my dad into soccer a little <laughs> bit because he he just likes the idea of early morning sports too, but he grew up with American football as did I, but uh uh, he's been he's reluctantly come along with me. We'll text in the middle of games. It, at the very first time there was <laughs> he's a draw. Trying. He's trying. The very first time there was a draw, he's like, no overtime, no shootout, no nothing. <laughs> no, no. It's yeah. it, you get the one point for the draw, the three points for the win. Um and a, a draw is a pretty common outcome, especially in the Premier League, although the Premier League has really ratcheted up the goals in recent years, especially mm-hmm. as more teams uh, become very press heavy. Uh, it's still a fairly low-scoring sport, and uh, Everton doesn't have a lot of firepower. And with the fans behind them, I think a draw, I think a scoreless draw is a very realistic outcome. Okay. Although I think Connor Gallagher uh, could uncork a goal for uh, Crystal Palace. He had a couple of them against Everton when they played in London. Uh, if he gets one and Crystal Palace is up one nothing, I worry that the Everton fans will start to just their their guts will go up in their throats, <laughs> yeah. and then it ends up two nothing. Okay, uh, and then they're just sweating things out at the end of the year. Uh, but final home game of the year, you go around the stadium and you just basically thank the fans. You don't want that to be terrible. Yeah, you don't want it to be a loss. And no. Do, yeah. do they throw beer on you and stuff like that, and, but you still have to go shake their hands? Basically, you don't want them chanting, you're not fit, you're not fit to wear the We're shirt. We're not worthy. Oh. We're not worthy. Well, I mean, that's, that's a plus money bet on every single game is the draw. And for this Crystal Palace Everton matchup, it's at plus two fifty five. So that might be where you like the most value here. That's where I would lean. Now Crystal Palace isn't as defensive and low scoring as they were when they had Roy Hodgson as their manager. He was okay. like the typical old school English manager. Looks like they just pulled him up out of a grave, a thousand years old, and just played defensive park the bus stars. Yeah. Now they've got Patrick Vieira who is a little bit more dynamic, but that team is still built around okay. what Roy Hodgson was. Yeah. Uh so I'd say I'd say nothing, nothing, or one, one, or both realistic possibilities. Okay. Uh, that's that's where I would put my money. Okay, really? so we got a mm. we got a pretty good value play on this draw. Uh, one thing I do want to get out of you for this Crystal Palace Everton matchup is again this line sitting at two and a half. I know I keep asking about it, over under. Where would you see this? I know that you kind of 
um, said maybe 1-1, maybe 2-0 kind of thing. We, are you leaning more under the 2.5 or over the 2.5 in this matchup? I would absolutely go under, okay. which tells me it's probably going to go over. But yeah. uh, <laughs> So Everton uh, was in a 3-2 match. If, if, they had, if they had won last weekend, okay. uh, it'd be over already. Yeah. And they, and they were up you two, wouldn't be sweating. Yeah, they were up 2-1 <laughs> at one point. Oh, in that. man. But it was, uh, well... Uh, they were up 2-1 while playing down a man because they got a red card in the 18th minute. Uh, and then late in the game, they got a second red card. They were playing uh, 9 versus 11 by the end of that match. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty, hard to, pretty hard to win at that point. Yeah. Uh, that, that contributed, I think, to the high scoring. Okay. Plus, Brentford is uh, fairly high-profile high score. It's kind of like scoring. pulling your goalie in hockey. You're, you're, it's... It's hard to win without the same amount of players. Uh, it gets, uh, power it gets, play, you know, gets if you a little will. tricky. Yeah, yeah if five you on will. three. Uh, yeah, I think, like I say, Crystal Palace is more dynamic than they've been in recent years. But I think uh, I just have a hard time envisioning uh, this getting to two one or three nothing. If okay. it's three, if it's three nothing, I worry that that's that there's going to be a riot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at Goodison Park. I if it's three nothing in favor of Everton, well, there might still there might still be stuff lit on fire, but just in celebratory <laughs> in fashion. Celebration. No, I I think you're <laughs> selling your team short here. I think they're gonna. I think they're. I'm taking them money line. Everton's gonna win just from you you talking about them and everything off air and everything. I'm throwing a unit on them, uh, and I and I'll, I'll go with this under as well. I, I got Everton winning one zero. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take the push, the draw, plus money, 255. I like that draw. Yeah, I like that conservative difficult. play. No. So let's shift gears a little bit here because there's a monster matchup, and you were talking about it earlier, uh, Liverpool versus Manchester City in the England Premier League coming up. Like, What all, what all does that entail? And those are, those are like name brands that I feel like casual sports fans might recognize. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, Liverpool is mentioned in, in two of these things here. Right. Two mm-hmm. absolutely big, because you, you mentioned the Champions League just in passing a little yep. bit ago, but also uh, the Premier League, which we mentioned Everton is playing in, right. uh, trying to stay alive and stay up there. Liverpool is Everton's rival. They're both in the city of Liverpool, about a mile apart. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, uh, buddies. that's their buddies. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a tough one uh, to see to see Liverpool be so good while Everton's so bad right now. Uh, so, if if you're predicting who's going to win uh, the Premier League, the smart money right now is on. Man City, you're gonna have to lay a lot of money because Man City right now has the lead. Uh, they're going to have to draw or lose uh, to give Liverpool uh, a chance at this title. Um, it's gonna be tough. And granted, <laughs> I, I I feel like I should uh, mention with all of this because we were talking about Crystal Palace and yep. Everton. Uh, that's happening Thursday. We're uh, recording oh, yeah, on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll but, get it out before then. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll great, get it out. great, great, great. <clears throat> uh, but so, I mean, obviously, uh, just the the smart money is the team that's already ahead right. in first place Which in Man, is Man City. City. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think where it's going to be interesting is in some of these individual matches because obviously there's a lot of there's a lot on the line for Liverpool and the smart money's on them to beat uh, Wolves, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But you said earlier that's that one was, of the lo- that's one of the largest spreads. Yeah, it's that's actually, a plus two, right? That's a, yep, that's a minus two Liverpool, and then um, uh, Man Man City is also at a minus two uh, over Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Yeah. So those are the two largest lines here, uh, closing things out Sunday at 10 a.m. Yeah, and I think that's going to be really interesting. Uh, so Wolves, they it, they play very, very, very defensively. Okay. Um, I now Liverpool is very prolific. Two two goals isn't uh, a two goal differential is. Definitely not unheard of, but I think Wolves are going to make it really interesting on them. I okay. think that's I think that's going to be a, a a one goal victory for Liverpool, and I'm going to go ahead and say that former Liverpool player and current Aston Villa manager Steven Gerrard <laughs> okay. uh, comes through for Liverpool oh. and uh, gets the victory or or a draw <laughs> oh. for Aston Villa. I 
Um, oh my God, I love that. Plus six fifty five in the book I'm looking at right now. Yeah, for that draw. That that guy knows how. It's he knows how to come to play against the teams uh, that he hates. Uh, yeah, because he he scored a huge victory. Uh, over Everton when they were reeling, uh, <laughs> when they still had a chance to not be reeling, like when they fired their manager and there was a chance to recapture momentum, uh. and he goes into uh, his rival's old stadium, Goodison yeah. Park, and yeah. beats Everton. I, I I just have a weird feeling that Steven Gerrard's going to come through for Aston Villa, and that's the, that's an upset pick. Well, that's good enough for that, me. That's really good right there. <laughs> and like you're saying, Aston Villa right now is at a plus... 1,500. Yeah, plus 1,500. <laughs> I realize on paper that's a terrible I mean, bet. No, I mean, it is. A, <laughs> but I, if, I mean, if we have an insider insider dog here, Andy, tell like me it. to play, take a plus 1,500 yeah. bet, uh, you know I'm going to throw some money at it. Max bet right Max there. Bet, Patrick Max said bet. so. Nope. All right, all right. Do it. Do it. <laughs> nope. No, and uh, I really I really enjoyed you coming here and, uh, you know, talking about soccer because we literally know nothing about it. And, you know, we know we know the names, the Liverpools, the Man City, the Chelsea, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's really fun to it's really fun to, you know, put some light on it when we don't know what's actually going on. And it's the world's most popular sport and it's always continuous action. There's so exactly. much bets being made had taken on the game of soccer. Well, cuz then so you've got the leagues that basically run August through May and then you've got the international stuff as well, <laughs> um, which the World Cup Typically in the summer, it's yeah. in the fall mm-hmm. this year because Cutter. I can't remember if uh, I mentioned it uh, while we were on the air or not. But yeah, uh, in Cutter, uh, too hot in the summer mm-hmm. there. Uh, I really wish. So I had this just watching uh, a lot of these leagues and knowing a lot of these players, and then seeing uh, then by extension some of their uh, international performances. I wish I had put money. I I love. Finding like the absolute biggest long shot bets for the World Cup and seeing like <laughs> there you go is Going there after any it. is there any of them that are realistic and the 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 odds have moved more in favor of one that was basically off the board for a long time and I who I thought was a realistic shot and it was going to be a long shot for them to make the World Cup but not only did they make the World Cup they're going to be a threat Canada. Hey! Hey! Never, ever, virtually never in the World Cup. They've only okay. been a, they've only been a few times, but man, they are a talented team and they are tough. They're rolling. I think that's a team that if you wanted to put money on them making a deep run uh, in the World Cup, getting okay. out of getting out of group play, and I think even making something as far as the group of eight. Uh, that's realistic. Okay. That's very realistic. So, so when you say they're like off the border, I mean they were worse than like plus three thousand. Yeah, I mean it was that bad. Yeah. Uh, now a lot of a lot of soccer books don't put bets much higher than that anymore because mm-hmm. of Leicester City uh, mm-hmm. in I think it was twenty fifteen when they were plus five thousand going the into the Premier League season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Holy moly. Yeah. That's uh, someone. So, there were there were some people who made some money. money. Yeah, there you go. No, I love that. And uh, like we said, we got the insider right here, guys. So yes, if, we do. if you guys are we'll looking forward back. to the World Cup, you know the you know the Canadians are coming. The Canadians are coming. <laughs> All right. So we still got to talk a little NBA playoffs. Yep. We also get got to get into the NFL. We've seen some futures, some yeah, over unders for sure. For win totals come out. Patrick, you want to stick around? I know you watch a little oh, NBA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You going to talk a little NFL as well? Sure. All right. I mean, he's from the a town that has produced multiple NFL players. No doubt about it. You know, no shout doubt. out to the Bulldogs, right? Yeah. There we go. Perfect. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. This is WTL. And welcome back to WTL, everybody. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by a Jibran. couple of blokes here. <laughs> we got Jabron, the Parlay Pounder, yes, and Patrick. What's your nickname, Patrick? Uh, 
guy in the Auburn guy? used to call me Trick. Oh, trick. Last part oh, of- trick, Trick. My God, I like it. Heck yeah. yeah. That's awesome. We stumbled onto something here. <laughs> there we are. So uh, <laughs> I, I've, uh, in, in another life, I've been an actor. Uh, and when you join SAG AFTRA, they can't have multiple people with the same names. Uh, <laughs> okay. And so when you join, they make you uh, choose multiple options as far as what your official <laughs> actor name is. Nice. I went with Pat Jansen. I went with Patrick Jansen. Then like Patrick G. Jansen. And down the line, I included Trick Jansen. Trick it did, Jansen. It didn't make it that far, though. Oh, yeah. sounds like a that winner to me. That should have been the top name. Yeah. yeah you should have started that You probably would have hit it big if you were Trick Jansen. That's true. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So we're going to talk a little NBA playoffs here. Yeah. Uh, I mean... I feel like the Miami Heat might be the most disrespected one seed ever. And yeah. all they do is they just keep winning, keep winning series. And I feel like people are kind of shocked that they won this first game against the Celtics. Covered, covered, uh, yeah. I mean, easily by 11 points. 118-107. The spread was minus four. Yep. It looks to me like that's going to be the spread. Yeah, it is. Consensus. It is. Yeah. Well, the lines moved down to a lot of books to three and a half. I mean, sure. so... You can still get a couple four uh, point spreads out there if, if you look at enough books. Um, but, I mean, I almost feel like the Heat are going to do it again, especially if we don't know about Horford and Marcus Smart's health, if they're exactly. going to play. No, that's exactly what you're talking about. No, Andy, I did make a pretty penny last night uh, taking that Heat to cover that four yeah. plus the over. I just thought, you know, Jimmy Butler's probably going to go berserk if Marcus Smart is not out there yep. covering him. And then yep. with Horford, probably – you know, their best rim protector. I mean, Robert Williams is good, obviously, yeah. but yep. it helps having both of them. And you could just see it on, you know, trailing down to the, you know, third and fourth quarter of that game. Mm-hmm. Jimmy was just picking on uh, uh, Pritchard the yeah. whole time. They were just isoing him. Yeah. And they don't do that if Marcus Smart's in the game. So that is where these yep. lines are going to line up. If Marcus Smart doesn't play, this could, you know, kind of fan out and probably to a, you know, minus five, minus six kind of game for. The Miami Heat. Uh, I do think Boston has enough sp- star potential to get this game back here. If their stars are playing. If their stars are playing. Well, I'm talking just Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown if they okay. come to play. But the whole thing with the Miami Heat, they're disrespected. They don't have the superstar superstars. Mm-hmm. They got a gritty team, a defensive team. Yep. And when Jimmy Buckets wants to put it in the bucket, he does it. He he can generate points for sure. And, and Patrick, what do you think? Because you're kind of a Celtics fan, right? I grew up a Celtics fan, yeah, and then lived in New England for a little while. Oh, uh, so big time. Gotta yeah, be, lock, locked it in there. Uh, when, <laughs> when you take the train down to Boston from New Hampshire, the Aston. train the train comes into <laughs> TD Bank North Garden. There you go, uh, the garden. Yeah, uh, I, I think yeah, Marcus Smart is uh, absolutely the key. I think he's the most underrated player uh, in the NBA, but I also think okay. Eric Spolster is the most underrated coach in the yeah. NBA. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, if if you're if you're looking at betting series and how many games it's going, who's winning the series, it I think largely it comes down to this game too. If Boston wins mm-hmm. it, I mean, Boston lost Game One. Every bit as uh, convincingly to Milwaukee, and that no one doubt. was in Boston. Yeah. So I don't think there's any panic per se. No, there shouldn't be any panic for Celtics fans like you're talking about. And uh, yeah, right now, if you, if you're still on that, you know, luck of the Irish train, there they have plus money to win this series. Yeah. Yep. Um, at plus one hundred eight right now, which I still think is a pretty good bet. I yeah. Mean, they got so much star potential there. If they get Marcus Smart back to cover Jimmy Butler without fouling him. Jimmy Butler was on the free throw line all night last night because they just couldn't guard him. Couldn't stop his penetration. Guard him safely. But yep. what I'm really looking at here, guys, is what you were just saying. Exact series result. Best of seven. Celtics winning 4-3 to three in the best of seven is at a plus 375 right now. I don't think this series goes under seven games because these teams are wow. so evenly matched. Okay. I think this goes seven games, and I really like the I really like the Boston Celtics to win it uh, 4-3. I agree with the likelihood of it going to seven. I don't necessarily agree that if it goes to seven, Boston wins. I think it's, there's still a realistic chance Boston wins, but I think they have to close it out on her, their home okay. floor. Uh, that's, so this is huge then. Game two is huge, like it's you're huge. saying. Absolutely. Because uh, I do think... If they take game two and then they go to Boston and get that charged up garden crowd, yeah, you're, you're that's right. g- that's gonna that's gonna start to become 
a lot taller task for Miami than what it looks like right now. No doubt. No doubt. No. And, uh, yeah, I had never, I haven't seen Miami Heat's crowd as loud as it was last night for a long time, obviously. Um, you know, they made it to the finals and went in the bubble, so they didn't really get the chance to see that crowd growing, you know, like when they had LeBron and Bosch right, and right. Wade. But, uh, it was really fun to see that atmosphere back in Miami as well. So it, I like these two teams. It's such a fun matchup in the Eastern Conference finals, and, uh, I can't wait to see more. By far the best run franchise in Miami. And well, that, they got the Godfather. That city knows it. Like I've, <laughs> I've got a friend uh, who, uh, interestingly enough, from Miami, but uh, went to Nebraska. Uh, he loves him some Huskers and Canes. Uh, weirdly enough, there you go. Uh, but he you can do that. I guess <laughs> not around here. No, no I'm just joking. But he uh, <laughs> he he loves him some Heat. He's he's yeah. He's dead set on thinking that the Heat beat the Warriors in seven in the finals. <sighs> what about, okay, so we talked about the injuries for Boston, yeah. and, and they're just so up in the air, and there's no clarity. No one's going to come out and say one way or the other. Yeah. Let's not forget Kyle Lowry. Yeah, uh, he's, for sure. He's been out. This is his seventh game uh, the other night uh, out of the playoffs, and that was his third consecutive, and they're still just kind of waffling on it. They're not giving uh, anybody clarity whether – He's gonna go. He's not gonna go. He's yeah. gonna be like so. I mean, once again, if you're a bet man, I'm thinking Lowry's probably gonna be out again too. Here's yeah. the here's the difference though between Lowry and Smart. So Lowry, as you mentioned, they've gotten used to him not being there. Exactly. It's one of those things where it's almost trickier. Uh, if he comes, in. if he comes back, yeah, uh, like, like those, uh, what goes away, yeah, I, yeah, they've figured out the rhythm there. Marcus Smart has been such an integral part of Boston to this point to their success, yeah. That like now you have to figure out the solution to him not being there. I think that's, I think that's a trickier thing. I think that mm. there's more impact to him being out than Lowry being out. Lowry, if he comes back, it, you know, might just be a bonus piece. Yeah, uh, so. Yeah, twenty five point bonus sure, piece. I like that. Exactly, it's a damn but, good but, bonus piece. Yeah. But the whole thing with that is, uh, Jimmy Butler can pick that up. He can pick those points up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have the you know six man of the year on the bench, Tyler Hero, that is taking a, you know a high step in minutes when Kyle Lowry's not playing, and they just got Victor Oladipo back as well. These are three guards that can really yeah, yeah. you know slide yeah. into it, and that have you know with Oladipo and Jimmy Butler really had long um, playoff experience. Not as much as Kyle Lowry, yeah, but yeah. Uh, very good. So I, I like both of your points there. It just seems that. Miss and Marcus Smart is the way bigger detrimental thing to Boston. I mean, I think the bottom line we're saying is you're going to have to really pay attention to this bet game by game yep. and really be in tune with you know these injuries. Yeah, who's playing? Where they're playing? <clears throat> and these lines are moving too. Yeah. Uh, let's dip into the Western Conference okay, finals yeah. real quick because yeah, this yeah. is another really fun matchup. Uh, Dallas taking on Golden State. Golden State kind of won that first game. Looks like going away. Game yeah. two though. It's going to be back in San Francisco, 8 p.m. tip-off on TNT. Yeah. Now, this game one was a five-and-a-half-point spread. Golden State kind of put it on Dallas. Do you think it's going to be inflated a little bit? And if it is, what what are you thinking? I think it is going to be a little bit inflated, Andy. It's just when you come out and win a game one this this big, mm-hmm. they're you know they're winning by you know twenty five to thirty points right now. Uh, I just think that it's going to be inflated just a little bit, just because it's back at home. You know, Draymond and Clay are going to be having this crowd going nuts. Curry, sure. the whole thing. I sure. I I do think that when that kind of stuff happens, when that. When that line does extend, that's mm-hmm. a good time to throw it on that away team. If you yeah, get yeah. it to a plus seven yeah. or a plus six, you know, six and a half spread, throw it up because the like we were just saying with the Boston Celtics, when you get down a game, it comes into do or die mode. Yeah, you and have Luke to. is gonna go into full point god mode. I mm-hmm. need to have 50 points to keep my team in here. And, and he can do it. And he can do it. We just saw it in the last series. Same. The Suns got up on him, and he goes, okay, yeah, act Fine. like act like that when you're up because uh, I'm definitely one of the best players in this league, and it can happen <laughs> at any any point. So, no, if this, if, this, if this does get inflated to a plus 8, plus 7, plus 6, definitely look at uh, the Mavs covering. And you know me, Andy, 
on any of this Western Conference stuff, I like the overs in pretty much all of them. I, unders, unders in the East, overs in the West. Overs that's in the how West. I, it's that's been how working I, for that's you. That's how I win money it's in the NBA playoffs. For you. It's well, 214.5, 2.15 on most books. Yep. For game one, it's probably going to be about the same for game two. No doubt. Because they can't get too far out of line here. Yeah, I just I have a hard time. I have a hard time putting money on Dallas in this series, regardless yeah. of what the line gets to, because it's it's not a complete lineup right now. As you mentioned, it's just Luca and the boys. <laughs> it's and, Luca and the boys, and, just like it was Dirk and the boys. Yep. And I think that Jason Kidd is one of the more overrated coaches in the NBA. I don't think that's <laughs> I don't think that's a good. I I just don't like it. Yeah. I, I I'm not I'm not touching Dallas anywhere in this series. And I I think that. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, you're going to have to make the line a hundred for me. To, uh, <laughs> if it's a if it's a ten point spread, we'll say let's it gets inflated to ten. You got to like Dallas keeping it within ten. I don't. This is, these are the four <laughs> best teams in the NBA. But no, I get what you're saying. This is not a full strength Dallas right now. Yeah, well, yeah. they just beat the number one seed in the Western Conference, which was the best team all year, and kind of shut them up a little bit. Yeah, but I also thought that Phoenix was a bit of a paper tiger. Well, I, I agree with you there. They are not the Warriors. The Warriors are championship pedigree. I get what you're saying. I, I really do. And maybe it's just a little uh, you know whimsy of me wanting Luca to be the next superstar in the NBA, which you know he, is. he already I, is. I but he is. yeah, if he can beat a team like this, uh, he's on his way. You guys, yeah, absolutely. He he will have he will have earned a spot in legendary status. Right. You guys do this more often than I do. I can guarantee <laughs> you're going to be right more than I am no, on this. No, no. There's just there's just something. That has 100% stay away yeah. uh, written all over Dallas for me. Now, okay. There's a lot of things to like about Golden State, and there's one thing to like about There's Dallas. one good thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say Jason Kidd, but I'll shut up. Yeah, yeah. Forget, forget <laughs> no, about Jason no, no. Kidd. No, no way. No way. I haven't liked him since Cal. Nope. <laughs> Get him out. Get him out. Yeah. All right, so let's shift gears. Some lines have just opened up in the NFL. Yeah. We're talking win totals. Yeah. We're going to cover all the local teams and maybe some favorites. Uh, we got a Carolina Panther fan over yeah. here. Yeah. Whoa. Let's start they with that. Just let, yeah, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, we're the. This is the easiest bet. This is the <laughs> easiest money of all time, people. Oh Carolina God. Panthers are sitting at five and a half wins this season. Mm-hmm. Last season, we only got five. So you can see where they put the line there. This is the easiest thing that I've ever seen. Take the over. Who's your quarterback? I mean, how Who do you cares? <laughs> Who cares? No, it, it's Sam Darnold. We upgraded the offensive line. Okay. We got the weapons. CMC is going to be healthy. Christian McCaffrey is going to win five games on his own. So all we have to do is... Is he even going to play five uh, games, Patrick? Uh, is he we, even going to play five all games? All we have to do is win half a game without him. So, no. You're going to have to win a <laughs> yeah, half game without no, him uh, anymore. So, no, uh, obviously, as a homer, I really like this over, but I can see why the line is at five and a half, and I just don't want to live through another five-win season, guys. Man, Sam Darnold. I yeah. used to work at USC when he was there. That is a large human being. Yeah, uh, he is. I thought I like everyone else thought he was the surest fire thing. But the worst thing that can happen to a young quarterback is ending up in New York. Yeah, uh, yeah. and then Carolina. Yeah, but, <laughs> but here's the thing: I joked about like. Oh, are there even Panther fans? I lived in North Carolina for a yeah, while. Baby. I didn't run into that many Panther fans. <laughs> uh, that may be the best thing for a guy like that. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. yep. sure, he was playing in the second biggest market uh, in the country in L.A., but no one cares yep. in L.A. because there's just so There's much. so much stuff. But people yeah, the, do. The Rams, I think, won the Super Bowl. Did, was anyone in L.A. watching? They they, they were. They, they hopped <laughs> on the they bandwagon. They hopped on that train, yeah. But, they're, uh, not, they're not touching the Chargers, though. No. Why would you? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but people do care in New York, and they will beat you mm-hmm. up. Yeah, so, if you're not winning. So I'm thinking this could be a reclamation project for the Sam Darnold career, especially if you do get a healthy Christian McCaffrey, which is a giant if. If, but that that to me right there, if you're if you're able to get half a season out of McCaffrey and a little bit of a reclamation project from Sam Darnold, I think 
you easily clear the five and a half. Yeah. Think so okay. So, 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 we, so, so all right. All just right. being Let, a little, just being a little unbiased here. We literally, at, we literally opened the season up three and zero last year. Our defense was playing well, and then we got a little defensive injury bug as well. We still have that elite defense held over mm-hmm. from our good years mm-hmm. uh, in the late, you know, you know, 2018, 2019, you know, uh, twenty season. Um, if we can. If we can just keep people healthy, I really think this could be a seven to eight win team. So I really think that this five is a really little, think- a little too low. Um, I would like to see this at seven, but I I am going to throw some money on the five and a half for sure. Also, I'm not impressed with that division right now. Yeah, like no. the, are the Saints going to be anything? No, uh, I think Drew Brees is going to be back. I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> All hearsay. Uh, I think the Bucks take a step back. Uh, yeah, and who am I for? Oh, I, Falcons. Come on. Yep. Yeah, they they got rid of their quarterback too, Marcus Mariota. And, and I'll tell you what. Um, you're talking about that three zero start last year. Um, my championship fantasy football team. Everyone loves it when they to hear other people talk about their fantasy. Yeah, team. that's my favorite. Tell me your poker hand too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but Sam Darnold was my quarterback, and he was lighting up the scoreboard. He was. He's and running them in everything. Then some. I think film caught up to him. You know, some film yeah. got out on him with his new team, and and that that shifted. I had to cut his ass. Yeah, you have to cut him. <laughs> so, you but just, I do see. Yeah. I see. I see where you guys are putting it together. Uh, still, I think I might want to stay away from that okay. one. Okay, but you, uh, you just beat me up, Andy. <laughs> I'm gonna throw this on you right now. We are sitting here with a Chicago Bears no, fan, no. and they're sitting at six and a half. They only had six wins last year. Um, wh- what do you think about this? Now, this is a quite better mm. division we're talking here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I can't remember who the their, the Chicago Bears owner is. Is that? Aaron Rodgers right. still is he still in the owners <laughs> box? I, I, screw that guy! But, uh, yeah, you're yeah. just mad that he didn't get the Jeopardy job. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, just adding all that drama and throwing that out there, I'm like, just go to Chicago. Just you, quit. You, you already own it. Oh, go to Chicago. Yeah, go to Chicago or quit. One of the two. What a jerk! <laughs> all that crap to just go back to the Packers. Yeah. Uh, no, I I hate that six and a half. Um, that's that's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough I, one. I'm, I'm still out on Justin Fields. I like him. I think he's got a ton of potential. But of course, every, that's what everyone was saying in, with Trubisky in year right. two. So it's to me, it's a wait and see mode. Uh, much like the Carolina five and a, I would rather bet Carolina covering the five and a half than it would Chicago. Well, it's a weaker division. Yeah. It's uh, in, lower number. <laughs> lower number. <laughs> so yeah, no. Better, I think with just Christian McCaffrey alone is a better piece. Yeah. And I think Sam Darnold at this point in time right now is a better quarterback than Justin Fields right now. Yeah. Right now. I would yeah. argue equal, but yeah. but with better pieces around him. Yeah, and just that DJ Moore and a couple other pieces. It's and yeah. It As you mentioned the the division and just that that lower number. It sounds simple and dumb, but uh I I have a lot easier time going with Carolina than I do with Chicago. I think what we're really boiling down to is our Football teams are terrible. Yeah, and are. so well, let's start talking about some good ones that <laughs> you, people you can actually go with care my Vikings. About. Yeah, here we go. Well, here we go. Here we Vikings. Go. We're sitting at eight and a half. Last season they had eight wins. Eight and a half this year. I'm a believer. I'm a Brother. believer. Yes, I'm a believer in eight and a half. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> you, you know, you guys, you Vikings fans, you have nothing really nice to say about Kurt Cousins, and I, I just wish I had a quarterback that was just. Captain Kirk, Mr. Consistent. Give me 250 yards a game and two touchdowns. I'll trade you. Yeah, until the, until the big moment. Oh, God. We don't get in big moments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get me to the big moment, then I can complain. Yeah, uh, if, if you're complaining about pessimism from Vikings fans, uh, try watching a team that goes 15-1 and one and looks like the <laughs> best ever uh, and then s- sees the entire team uh, get hurt in the second half yeah. and lose in overtime. Uh, thanks to a missed... Kicked by a guy who hadn't missed a kick all year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which it's would rough. have been the best Super Bowl uh, up to that point. That Vikings Broncos Super Bowl would have been amazing. Yeah, that would have been yeah. sick. Uh, so if you think I'm pessimistic, there's the, your there's the your only, reason. The only the way I break this down is that this is eight and a half wins. So I'm looking at them already having four when the season starts. They're beating the Bears twice and they're beating the Lions twice. They're sitting at four wins. All they have to do is have four and a half wins outside of those games. I I just have a I I have a sneaking suspicion that they're going to go three out of four in those Bears okay, the Lions Bears might, games. The Bears okay. might get them at Soldier, is what you're saying? Uh, one of the two. Okay. Uh, yeah, but 
I mean, I yeah, nine is probably a smart bet. Uh, I'll I'll admit that. I like that. that. I the, like the nine spot there for Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe, man, we've really just hit on my pessimism of my yeah, teams in this episode. <laughs> like, I'm normally a pretty positive guy. And not when it comes to your sports teams, it here's, seems. Here's well, the money's thing. on the line. When money's on the line. Here's the thing. I hosted the Big Red Cobcast for like seven years yes, sir. Uh, during like the worst Nebraska years ever. Yeah. I, and I was uh, unendingly positive, just always expecting... We gotta. It's gonna. It's gonna be better. The it's next, a, it's our year. Turn around, it's, boys. it's our year. It's our year. Uh, we were. We were post Callahan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that got beaten out of me, man. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? The more I think about it, I think. I think. I think going over that eight and a half is probably pretty probable. It's got to be a halfway safe bet, and if it yeah, doesn't extra happen, game in the season too. Extra, game, extra in the game, season. game in the season yeah, as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's the. That's the thing that. It, when I started to comp- uh, compute that in my head, that extra game, I'm like, all right. Just too bad you don't get to play the Lions again. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about the strength of the NFC North, let's stay right there with the Packers at yeah. 11 and a half. Okay. I don't know about this one. 12 games? 12 they had, games? They had 13 last year. I know. And, I know. But we're losing Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who's he going to throw the ball to? Yeah, you lost, lost MVS too. Yeah, you he lost a couple receivers. Yeah, yeah. and um, I just I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's got, an he plays the, he's got the, an offensive lineman that can drink beers really fast at basketball games, right? He's very good at it. Yeah, yeah. so he's very good. That's yeah, unless they you know kind of ask Giannis to play wide receiver for him or something like that. Mm. I don't. I don't see them being as good as they have in years past, but that still doesn't mean that they can't get 12 wins. So it depends mm. on how confident you are in that nine for Minnesota. Exactly. Uh, because we've already mentioned Chicago. We've already mentioned Detroit <laughs> and the freebies in there. Yeah. Now, if you start to have true confidence in Minnesota passing that number, that's a that's going to be pretty tough sledding for Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, but if you have any sense of doubt there, then uh, then you got to start to hit that number because eventually, you know, we talked about these free numbers for, for yeah. Minnesota. Suddenly you got them there for, for Aaron Rodgers and co. Yeah. Sure. And yep. they, they do. I mean, that's why it's at 11 and a half. Yeah. And I am confident in the Vikings, and I do think they could split with them this year. Exactly. I mean, I would not be surprised whatsoever. And, and they could still... The Vikings could lose to Green Bay twice and still pick up nine. No, I agree with that. You, know, you didn't but, count that in your freebies. No, I didn't. Um, but the way the Green Bay Packers have just, you know, kind of a well-oiled machine, won 12 to 13 games a year for the last mm-hmm. six years, it's it's really tough for me to say no on this. I, I get the suspicion that they might be taking a seat, uh, you know, a back seat this year without the, right. you know, big players that they've had here in the last. But it seems like, when Aaron Rodgers needs to make a guy the guy, he does. He does. So yeah. I, I don't know if Devontae Adams would have been the guy somewhere else, but we're going to find out. We're, we're going to find out. We're going to find out because he's going to Oakland, but we're going to find out if Aaron Rodgers can ma- do this again. Can he make another? Uh, you he's going to have to do it again at make, age 43 or whatever I mean, if, it is. If, if Jordy Nelson could be a big exactly. deal for him, like, certainly. Oh, everyone hates on those Kansas State guys. Yeah, well, I do. You live in Nebraska. <laughs> well, I do. I hate him. No, <laughs> he's a good dude. Uh, no, so I, I probably will go over on that one. Really? It's just I, I cannot I, – I can't bet against Aaron Rodgers. I think he's probably the best quarterback in the league still. <sighs> and uh, I'll, Okay, I'll he, buy that. He gets I'll after it. Um, the one that I really wanted to talk to people about, Andy, the one that I was very excited about when I came here, was they have the Denver Broncos propped up all the way to 10 and a half wins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They only had seven last year, but with the addition of Russell Wilson. Russell who? They got Yeah. Uh, Sierra's <laughs> husband. Oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it, does does that equivalent to four more wins? I does it. I just want to know. Probably does, but I think it's pretty tough in that division, isn't it? It's one of the I, best. They, that division scares the heck out of it's me. It's so weird to look at those numbers and see Denver and Kansas City with the same number. Exactly. Uh, and then I, who else do you got out in the West? So you got the Raiders with the, Raiders the and the Chargers. And the Chargers aren't bad. Li- like, it's so hard. You know, you probably have to put Mahomes one in the quarterback, you know, 
hierarchy there, but you got Herbert, you got Carr, and you got Wilson. That yeah. is that yeah. is a stacked division. And then you think about all the you know huge uh, you know huge superstars that are part of these teams now. Mm-hmm. It's so hard for me to think that the Denver Broncos are just going to be able to turn it on now that Russell Wilson's the quarterback. Very good quarterback. Yeah, very, yeah. But is I've he worth it, four I've, more wins? I've is he worth him, four more I've wins? I've seen him play pretty subpar in the last few years in Seattle. Um, with some very, mm-hmm. very talented wide receivers. And, unless he just feels recharged. But I, my pecking order in that division goes Kansas City still number one, Raiders two, Broncos three, Chargers four. Okay. I'm still not sold on Herbert. So you're yeah. saying smack, smack the unders on that 10.5 in Denver. And that's, yeah. what, that's what you're I'm, saying, I'm Patrick. With you. I'm yeah. with you 100% on this. Yeah. I just do not think that this... Older Russell Wilson equivalates to four more wins in one of the hardest divisions in football. That being said, like you just said, the Kansas City Chiefs come in at ten and a half as well. They're Are they the same team? They're Are they the same team without Tyreek Hill? Mm. I don't know. Mm. Are people going to just lock up Travis Kelsey now? Because that was the whole thing. You it's couldn't not like lock him up. Have- it's not like they don't have other wide receivers, though. It, but they don't have the fastest receiver. That's true in the in world. The league. In the world. Uh, what did what did Miami gain as a a, a change <sighs> off of that? No, uh, they didn't get a change at all. Huh. They had nine wins last season, and they're sitting at eight and a half. Huh. So, I, but that's a tricky I, one. But I kind of agree <laughs> with that. One. Putting Tyreek Hill on a team like that does that really unless, help them? Unless two is healthy. Tua can't throw it that far. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to throw it far to Tyreek. Just <laughs> dump it and run. Right. Go. Dump it and run. Yeah. Uh, but no. Um, I, I I kind of agree with you with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they're going to be good, um, but I think ten and a half wins good. They cover but that. Some somebody's got to be in a seventeen game season in yeah, that. Yeah, someone's got to win twelve. Someone's got to win thirteen. To, 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 I like to, Mahomes. Yeah. To to your point, um, the Chargers are at ten and a half as well. So you're saying spray the under on that one? Uh, absolutely. And the Chargers are only at eight. And a, uh, the Raiders are only at eight eight and a half. And this, I, I'm more likely to take the over on uh, Raiders. the Raiders than I am the Chargers yeah. by a long shot. Okay, okay. I, I just feel it feels weird. I feel a lot better about Derek Carr than yeah. Justin Herbert. And Derek Carr with Devontae Adams. Yes. Yeah. Oh, by the way, his Waller. old college, his college teammate. Yep. They rewrote the, the the record books at Fresno State. They did. Bulldogs, baby. Go dogs. There you go. No, uh, no, I I like that as well. I really like the Raiders. At probably nine ten wins this year, just because they're adding, you know, like we said, it's a lock. One it's of, a lock. One of the wide receivers, and they still got Waller, <laughs> and uh, you know, they're a very good team. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's so crazy of three teams in that all at ten and a half wins. Yeah, it feels weird to say it too, uh, especially considering all that's happened with Gruden at the, and that they're still owned by a Davis. Yeah, but that feels like one of the more stable franchises <laughs> uh, in a while, right? Now. <laughs> like at least stable. <laughs> At least from uh, an on the field personnel standpoint, mm-hmm. yep. uh, I it it feels counterintuitive to say that, but it it really is. It feels like that is a team that's got the veteran presence that I, can just maybe make it happen. I think you're looking at the the character of Carr. I, yeah. I mean, I really think that's what you're looking at there. Yeah, you know, Derek Carr. He's a he's a guy of high character. He always says the right thing. He doesn't want to lose either. So no, nope. nope. I agree with him. that. The one I kind of want to end this all with, Andy, is something that I've been looking at this year as well, and then I think it's a really undervalued play. They have the New England Patriots at only eight and a half wins. I think this is blasphemy. Um, they had 10 wins last year with a rookie quarterback. Mac Jones is only going to get better. Mm-hmm. And the competition that they play, I don't think is getting better. So You I, don't like Wilson? They're in New York. <laughs> I do not like Wilson. I do not like Tua. I like Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. But everybody yeah. likes Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this is yeah, counterintuitive to make them seem like they're an eight-win team. When I know that they're probably a ten to eleven win team, well, just with yeah. just the way that they spit it out, it's eight and a half. So I mean, the bet is that they're going to win nine. I think they're going to win nine. They had yeah. the, they 
They won 11 games or 12 games with Matt Castle that one year. They won 10 with a rookie quarterback last year. It's ridiculous. The um, only person they can't win with is my guy, Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> that was rough. That was rough. So, no, I uh, I really think this is undervalued at 8.5. I really think that they probably get to 10 or 11. Who knows, maybe even 12. Uh, we've only been one year removed from Belichick having his guy, and he still had 10 win. Yeah. Ten wins last year, and I do think that's worth saying again. Uh, with a rookie quarterback, a yeah. quarterback that people were kind of jumping on, I'm like, uh, you're going out, you're going out on a limb here, drafting a guy that doesn't have the strongest arm, isn't that mobile, uh, had the best offensive line in college, like all these Tom deterrents, Brady, yeah, these deterrents. Um, and Bill Jack's like, now nah, my buddy Saban said this is the guy. <laughs> this, this guy turned out to be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. That that eight and a half feels awfully low, like a slide on them almost. Yeah, and you know, here's the thing: it, it's it's often been easy to say like, oh well, look at the rest of the division. You know that yeah. this this many went, but also uh, the other part of that is their four team divisions in a 17 game season now. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't carry quite as much weight, but that said, uh, of those six divisional games, uh, there's a lot to like to just start right out of the gate. Favored in four of the six, yeah, they'll be favored in and, four of those six most, games, and most likely Belichick will have a plan against Buffalo to at least get one of those games. Yeah, he always does. He shouldn't. Yeah. He shouldn't because Buffalo Bills should probably be in the Super Bowl this year, but. Uh, it's Bill Belichick. So eight and a half, lock it up. That is my lock of the week. Lock it up, boys. Patrick, what's your lock then? Are you the Vikings that eight and a half? You hitting that over? That's oh. your lock. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I didn't know I had to have a lock. No, you don't, we don't. We don't good. have to. Put it's all good. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yep. Well, all right. I mean, we covered a lot oh, there, man. Patrick. We you're a wonderful all. guest. Yeah, uh, thanks, guys. Spilling some knowledge there on soccer, international, everything. Yes, sir. Love the Canada spot there. Yeah. Uh, you know, Shout out to the hey, boys up north. I, I think uh, throw some money on the Maple Leaf uh, yeah. heading, heading into the, the World Cup. Uh, now, is it a long shot for them to, to win it all? Sure thing. For sure. But man, if that... It, Plus money, brother. Yeah, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot if they if. Uh, but quite honestly, it's a realistic bet uh, when it for for a long shot, uh, either them or Senegal. Heck Excellent. Yeah. So we covered soccer, UFC, NBA playoffs, hitting a fever pitch. NFL lines came out. We just tackled that. Jabron, where can people pick up us, uh, you know, for like those daily picks throughout the week? You guys got to follow us on TikTok. Got to follow us on Twitter. We're putting picks out daily. We're making money every day of the week. (laughs) You got to follow Jabron. You got to follow Andy. We are putting these picks out daily. Win some money with us, guys. All right, folks, thanks for listening. This was WTL. WTL.